has anybody ever shit themselves on purpose? I'm sure. Like, in the history of human beings, yeah, I'm sure. It wouldn't surprise me. But on purpose, though? Like, that has to be, like, in the single-digit percentage. Probably in, like, the decimal point percentage of number of people who have shit themselves on purpose versus on accident. Like, I can confidently say I've never shit myself on purpose. You haven't been living, dude. <laughs> you're just standing there at the cookout. You're just like, you know what? Kind of have shit right now. Someone's got to do it. And then you just do. No thinking, just doing. I don't think I've ever shit my pants in my adult life. Uh, I guess. I would say there's no way that that's fact. There has to be a little bit. Yeah, where you just like, you spend all night drinking and then you wake up and you're just like, you just let one loose thinking it's everything's going to be hunky dory. And then uh, it's not. Turns out not to be hunky dory. Yeah, not the case. Yeah, everything is not hunky and it is not dory. That is what 1000% happened to me. I don't know if you can go like a straight decade without shitting your as a human being. It's just bound to happen, right? I would like to think that I could do it. I just think that's just like an impossibility. Whether I can or not, I guess that's a different story. Not a chance. There's no way I could. You don't think so? No, just just the sheer amount of days that exist in a 10-year time span. Hell, like when I wake up in the morning, on a normal day, it's like a flip of a coin. Am I going to shit myself or not today? (laughs) Flip of a coin, uh... And then when you, like, calculate, like, poor dietary habits and drinking into the mix, like, that can turn into, like, like 75% chance pretty quickly. The amount of fiber you probably eat just from being a vegan or vegetarian. Oh, dude, I eat hella fiber, but, like, the nights where I get, like, onion rings from sheets. Oof, yeah, that's... After drinking, like, a 12-pack, those mornings, it's, like, a 98% chance. I'm gonna I start pissed the track. bed not too long ago. You shit the bed? No, I pissed the bed. I had a dream where I was peeing. It was like... And then you had real life that you were peeing? It was literally just like a little bit, but still. And like, that's the thing too. Quantity doesn't matter. Like any amount of shit or piss in your pants means you shit or piss your pants. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't have to lay like, like three foot log in your pants for you to be like shit your pants. Any amount of shit in your pants is shit in your pants. Just a wet fart, I guess, would, would do it. I 100% am counting that in the category. Yeah, so there's a 0% chance a human being can go a decade without shitting their pants. I think it's a long time, dude. The only way around that is just to go 10 years without wearing pants. That's the only way around it. That's a long time to not wear pants. But are you willing to take that risk? Pants over maybe sharding a little bit? Yeah, I'll wear (laughs) pants. Pants over a one unfortunate load of laundry? Or no, you just throw your underwear away at that point, right? Yeah, I think you just have to chuck them. I don't, I don't know if I've ever tried to salvage a pair of underwear after that, but... It doesn't happen to me all that often, so... <laughs> We're having this conversation, and I'm just, like, sitting here just like, have I shit my pants in the past week? I don't know. <laughs> How did we get on this? <laughs> That's my question. Where did this come <laughs> This is just our normal conversations. This is how our life goes. Unfortunately, I think you are correct. Yeah, we start talking about uh, magic or something, and then we are breaking down the likelihood of a human being soiling themselves in a certain time span god we got some special brains got that lizard brain for sure (laughs) something like that oh what a goddamn mess well maybe we should talk about magic yeah probably not a bad call what is up passengers and welcome back to another episode of the fetch and shock podcast i am your host the conductor tyler and joining me as always is my co-host the engineer matt matt what is going on man I for sure thought you were going to call me the caboose. Oh, oh, you are the caboose, though, because you're an ass. I get it. 
Yeah, you missed that one. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just thinking of people who are just like on trains and like managing things on trains. Because this week we are just jumping on the speculation train. You kind of have to. Yeah, you don't really have any options here, bud. I didn't even hear about it. I have done nothing magic related all week. Oh, really? Was me telling you like yesterday about this the first time that you heard about it? Yep. Oh, boy. Well, 100%. Let's fill in the listeners on uh, what exactly we plan on talking about. Um, On Tuesday, not Monday, Tuesday, the 7th, Wizards of the Coast, Magic the Gathering, Twitter tweeted out on Monday, 7.13, there will be an update to the banned and restricted list impacting the following formats. Historic, Pioneer, Modern, and Popper. So there we go, Matt. Yet again, another announcement for the announcement. And no legacy. Oh, don't, don't get me started. We'll talk about that at some point. <laughs> I figured but, I'd try to get you all fired up. Oh, don't worry. I've already been fired go. up the second I saw the fucking announcement. I was fired up. But yeah, we got another one. At this point, I kind of am looking forward to these announcements. I know you and I are both on the, the train of just fucking announce the bans and restrictions instead of just announcing the announcement. But we get to Gotta get our little conductor outfits on. Yeah, exactly. We get to little get our little conductor outfits on and jump on the fucking spec train. This is just free content. Free content. So thanks, Wizards. Maybe keep doing your thing. Also, can we just talk about the fact that they announced this on a Tuesday? Where they were normally just like, oh, we're going to announce the banner restricted announcement announcement on a Monday, and then you have an entire week. And they were just like, nah, fuck it, six days is close enough. It is close enough. You're not wrong, but like, it's just the last one. They just gave the announcement without any warning. This one's six days. They initially sent the president of, uh, we're going to do seven days. It's just fucking, it's whose line is it anyway over at, at Wizards of the Coast. The rules don't exist and the dates do not matter. Oh, that's a, a very good way to put it. Yeah. Um, that show was fantastic. Yeah, shout out to Wayne Brady. I'm pretty sure he's the only one still alive from that show. I think Drew Carey's alive. Is he really? That would be genuinely surprising to me. He, doesn't he host Wheel of Fortune now? Oh, no. He, Fortune, just, uh, no. Uh, he was the, he's the new Bob Barker. Jeopardy. Yeah. No, not Jeopardy, idiot. The Price or, is Right. I was right. Price is Right. <laughs> you, were, you were not right, but you were also not right the second time. I was incorrect both times on purpose. <laughs> The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> That's probably the best line. And then he gets his ass whooped by Bob Barker. Yep, shout out to Happy Gilmore. You know Bob Barker was loving that. Is that now, is that the best thing Bob Barker has ever been in? Because I can only think of two things, and it is Happy Gilmore and The Price is Right. Those are the only two things he's ever existed on. Probably. I don't know of him being in anything else. And don't get me wrong, The Price is Right fucking slaps. Like, that show was top tier for a long time. I can't tell you the last time I watched it. Honestly, the last time I watched it was probably when Bob Barker was the host. And then I don't even know how I knew Drew Carey was the host of that, if I'm being honest with you. Probably because it was a good show, and then they murdered it with Drew Carey's dumb ass. And then you're like, well, now this is trash. Well, he's just the only other person who's really... Available? <laughs> like, no, you get into that rhythm of, like, that's all you do is you host games, and then that's what you're known as. And if you see someone else, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? That's fair. Like, whenever they get a new, like, Jeopardy host after Alex Trebek, like, how is Jeopardy ever going to be the same? It's not. He had brain cancer, didn't he? I think he still currently has cancer. But he said that he was going to host the show until he kicked the bucket because he just loves Jeopardy that much. Like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, very serious, like, late-stage terminal cancer. So he's just like, well, fucking, I'm just going to host this until I'm dead. 
That's pretty badass. Which, what a baller move to do. Shout out to Alex like, for back. Can't get rid of me, stupid cancer. That's Cancer's a hard. motherfucker. Yeah, cancer sucks. But Alex Rebecca turns out cooler than cancer. He made cancer his bitch. I fucking love Jeopardy, man. But you know what else I love? Speculating on future bans and restrictions in Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we went down a hole there real quick. Well, I mean, the prophecy has been foretold. Last week, we were talking about uh, Commander complaining shenanigans. And we even said last week, it's cyclical. We have, like, the Commander bitching and then reserve list bitching. And then they throw in a ban and restricted announcement and we bitch then. And then it just turns over into like a spoiler season and then it just circles around. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, we called it. I think Wizards has us pegged. And not just us as in like the Fetch and Shock podcast, but the magic community as a whole. They saw that like we they saw that the monthly complaining about Commander was happening. They're like, oh, shit, what do we got to do next? Uh, we got to shake up some formats. Uh, let's announce an announcement for the ban and restriction. And, and, and we're all just like, yes, overlords. This is exactly what we needed. Where do we have them pegged? Oh, that could be true. Yeah, who is, who's wearing whose collar? Right. Oh, man. I could, the Fetch and Shock Conspiracy Podcast. We are all actually Wizards of the Coast. Everything is everything. God. But yeah, so next Monday, we have an announcement with some band restrictions. The big thing here is it's affecting four different formats. And you made a really good point earlier. It doesn't mean that something's getting banned. Yeah, when I initially brought this up to you, you and I, you and I were kind of talking about what could possibly be taken out of these formats. And I was like, wait, but wait. I, there are cards that probably can be banned out of three out of the four of these formats. But one of them has been a shit show for a while. And it could probably benefit from something coming back in. And that's modern. Do you want to, do you want to save modern for last or do you want to talk about modern first? You can talk about modern first. That's fine. All right, cool. So modern. Let's start out with talking about cards that could be banned out of this one. There are two that come to mind. Numero uno, Astrolabe. Arkham's Astrolabe is 100% number one on my list. If they are going to ban a card out of Modern, in my mind, Astrolabe is the easy pick. Yeah, it just enables some really disgusting things. I mean, it goes back to the same thing where that card is just so overtly powerful and it's so easy to play. Like the only deck building restriction in a lot of cases is actually just good for you because you're just playing basics. Yeah, you sure, they're snow-covered, your... but they have no functional difference between snow-covered and normal base. Yeah, you just play your basic island, and you're good to go. Yeah, and, I mean, even if you want to play a splash color, like, if you are just playing basics, playing Astrolabe, one, fixes your mana because you need it because you're only playing basics, and it just draws you a card for one mana. Yeah, and it's never bad to just have, like, an artifact laying around. Turns out there's a lot of things that are good with that. Yeah, cough, cough, Urza, cough, cough. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Astrolabe is at the top of my list for things you can go. Another one that I thought of and a couple other people on uh, the Internet were also mentioning, Uro. Yeah, he's just taken over. It has just taken over of, like, mid-range decks. Uro is just such one. It's just one of those cards that's so overtly powerful. And it just seems like it has just so much built-in card advantage that it just makes itself better than all of the other options you have in that format. Regardless of the format. Like, I think that that, that card is pretty busted in standard. I mean, Pioneer, not so much because there's other really disgusting combo cards that you can play. But, like, I'm sure that card's very powerful and historic. Hell, that card's seeing legacy play. Well, let's start here. Would you play 
a card that was three mana, make an extra land drop, draw a card, and gain three life. For three mana? It does I mean, draw a card, right? It absolutely. It draws a card, then you can play a land, you gain three life. That's what I thought. Yeah. Would you Which play that by itself without the 6-6 six, six attached to it? Yep. The wording on the text is important, too, because the draw happens first, and then the land drop thing happens. So you can play a land that you draw from Euro's ability. Oh, I thought you could just, you had an additional land drop. I didn't think it was synonymous. You know what I mean? Or not synonymous. No, That's it, the wrong it's, term. It's, it's part of the trigger on the ability. Okay. Of his enter the battlefield. Yeah, it's not an additional land drop this turn. It's putting it into play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. I, I just assumed, but I'm pretty glad that it's not, not that, because that would be much better. And it really doesn't need help being better. But that's just the first half of it. And then the yeah, then, no, half... yeah, that's just like an ability on the card. The second half is you just get a creature that can do exactly what that card that you would probably just play anyway. Uh, yeah, which makes it just, dis yeah, it makes it disgusting. It's a great finisher. Like, it does what you want early game. And then after, you're just like, oh, by the way, here's this big-ass threat that I have now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and also just think of the context of standard. I know we, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on standard because it's not part of this uh, BNR announcement, but Growth Spiral is a card. Growth Very Spiral. Popular card. Yeah, and it's, it's a card that sees like four of play in a couple different decks. Growth Spiral has almost the same text as just casting Uro for three, minus three life, and it's only one additional mana. And Uro yeah, is only which, one additional mana. Which really isn't shit. Like, that's just like that tells you the power level of that card. It's just it's so Oko esque in the fact that it is a three mana play that's just like leaps and bounds better than a vast majority of the three mana things that your opponent could be doing if they're not playing that same color. But I do you can you think of any other cards that could possibly be banned in modern? Outside of Astrolabe and Uro. Not off the top of my head, no. And I have been racking my brain on this one. I cannot think of another card that would be worth banning in modern besides those two cards. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot going on in modern besides Urosa. Yeah, and then the other just like just generically degenerate strategies. But like those cards are attacking the format in a very different way than the like quote unquote like mid rangey control deck that Urza is. Like it's either you're trying to abuse mana, like with like a Tron deck, you're just trying to get your opponent dead with mono red prowess or burn or something like that or you're playing like some other gross combo deck like dredge or something like along those lines infect would be another good example titan would be another good example but let's move to a slightly newer format and a slightly deader format what cards matt do you think could be banned out of pioneer potentially i'm not gonna lie dude i don't know really what's going in pioneer the only thing that really comes to mind is the thing that was kind of ridiculous prior to the companions going and that was dig through time okay cool and i i did my research on this again the numbers for pioneer are way down and i think that's a combination of things one i think the format is a little stale because the same decks have been really good for a while yeah nothing really makes a comeback in that format does it yeah, but the format is still relatively young, though, so you can kind of expect that. Yeah, I guess there's not a ridiculous amount of sets or anything. Precisely. And in addition to that, the format is just not seeing a lot of play because of where it's available. Like, one, there's not paper tournaments, which I think is the big driving force for Pioneer. If there are Pioneer 
Grand Prix and their Pioneer SCG events, people want to play that format because people want to go to those events and and do well. And you see a lot more of them. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Without those events existing, like you can't play it on Arena. So all of the people who predominantly play on Arena are just jamming standard, limited, and historic. And then the people who are already on Magic Online, presumably they've been playing Magic Online for longer than Pioneer has existed, which means they're probably, they have also have the ability to jam limited and standard on there if that's their bag. But if it's not, you also have access to vintage, legacy, modern. Hell, they've been even having great cubes online recently. Like the vintage cube was just up again for like the, the third time during cube. quarantine. I mean, you kind of have to, right? Yeah, like even somebody like coming from my end of things who would really like to play other constructed formats like Legacy, even when I'm really into Legacy, when Vintage Cube is up, I'm jamming Vintage Cube because I know it's only there for a short window and it's just such a fun format. I cannot pass it up. Well, it's just better than pretty much anything else you can be doing, right? Yes, but I did do some research on Pioneer, even though the numbers are dropping they're, they're pretty much at an all-time low for that format. There are still decks that are performing incredibly well. Uh, notably so, the former boogeyman, Demir Inverter, is still holding pretty strong as the most represented deck in the format. If they're trying to get rid of something like that, you mentioned already, I think Dig Through Time is the card. It just seems like the best. Or Without, not the best, but the most likely. Yeah, it really cuts down on that deck's ability to be very consistent without killing it outright. Because if you yeah. really wanted to kill the deck, ban Inverter. Inverter, yeah. Or another thing that I've seen people mention, ban Thassazor. Uh, I kind of like that the deck's in the format, though. Well, here's the thing, too. Another deck that is pretty well represented, uh, that has taken down some tournaments that people are enjoying, is the uh, the Underworld Breach deck. That's yeah, I'm fine with that deck in that format because it's not so unbelievably broken, but it's still viable. But if someone comes prepared for you, you're fucked. Yeah, and that's the thing too. People were mentioning maybe banning both Underworld Breach and Thassa's Oracle. Thassa's Oracle for the reason that it takes care of the Breach deck and uh, the uh, Inverter deck. You just kill those decks though, though don't you? I think you do. I think that's exactly it. And I don't think that's the, what they want to do. But if you just ban Breach, I think Pioneer is the perfect home for Breach. Because the cards are not too powerful for that to be just like, oh, I win the game whenever I cast it. Like, you do have to do work in order for casting on a World Breach to just, like, outright win. Yeah, it's not just free win. Yeah, it's not a World well, Breach. it is a free just, win, like, but you have to, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, you can't cast Underworld Breach and then play, like, 15 spells out of your deck and then grape shot your opponent or tendrils or wagon your opponent to death unfortunately it's got to take away all the fun don't they they really do and then there's one other card that i was thinking that they might want to take out and this one hurts my heart but also i think it's only a matter of time walking ballista why why do you say that because another one of the decks that has been showing up in that format especially at the top is the like mono white heliod ballista white weenie deck but is that deck so broken that it really needs banned or no? Well, I think my thing is, if Wizards is actually thinking about this critically, they might do the move where they get rid of something from Breach. They get rid of something from Inverter. The logical best deck after that is Heliod Ballista. Just get rid of a little bit of everything. And, I, and exactly. I think there's a pretty large space in between those three decks and then the rest of the field. 
Doesn't that just hurt the format though? Because then you're just playing you're just playing aggro decks against each other and mid range. I mean, it does it does a couple things, right? It takes away the top three decks, so it opens up the format very wide, at least for a some amount of time. I don't know how long that amount of time is, but there will be an amount of time where people can brew in that format. Mind you, people are not really considering brewing in that format right now because there's the, it just the numbers show that people are not playing Pioneer. Well, you can't really brew against aggro. Um, well, that depends on how fast the aggro decks are, right? They're pretty quick. They're not like a slow grind. Like They're pretty, pretty low to the ground. Yeah, they're like turn four decks, turn five decks, which is fast. But there, there is a world where because the card pool is so small, I think the mid-range decks can put up a fight if they know what they're up against, if they can plan accordingly. See, I'm in the opposite train. Like you kind of need the right draw to be able to beat them, which that's that's never a fun, fun format to me. Oh, I and I 100% agree with you. I think that that there is a chance of both of the things that we're thinking happening. Because, like, you, you have, like, the mono red aggro deck. You have the mono black aggro deck. And those decks are very good and very fast. But there are some very, very powerful mid-range decks in this format. Like, you still have Esper Control, which I think at heart is a mid-range deck. Just because the counter spells in the format are not very good. So it's hard to play a hard control deck. You have, like, the green-red base mid-range decks. And then you have, like, the Soul Tide Delirium deck. Like, I think is that deck still playable? The Sultai Delirium deck? Yeah. Oh, most certainly. That's actually a very, like, well-represented deck. Because think, sure. you you still have access to Euro. You get things like, like, uh, Jace Ren's Prodigy. You get Tireless Yeah, it's just good stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and your removal spells are solid. Like, you have Fatal Push, which I think is probably the best removal spell in the format. You do have access to Thoughtseize. The only, isn't it? Um, a good there are, one. Uh, there are a couple, like, yeah. I mean, you have Abrupt Decay. And Assassin's Trophy, I guess, huh? And Assassin's Trophy. I think Abrupt Decay is just better, especially in the world where we're talking about them being able to fight against the aggressive decks. Well, there's also not really control right now, is there? Um, Like I said, there's the Esper Control deck, but when I look at that deck, it's hard for me to call that a hard control deck when the only real counter spells you have are like Dovin's. It's all three mana counter spells, so you don't really have a good two mana counter spell. No, you like you have negate, but like you, it's hard to play negate in a main deck, at least in any kind of consistent numbers. Just the way to win those games is to discard spells like Thoughtseize, removal spells like Fatal Push. Thoughtseize backed you, up by threat. Yeah, I mean, and there's just so many insane planeswalkers. Like the as from the list that I've seen, the Esper control decks look a lot more like Esper Super Friends decks than anything else. They're playing like seven plus planeswalkers. Yeah, that's a lot of planeswalkers. And that's how they're using, like, their cards to control the battlefield is by playing, like, Narset so your opponent can't bury you in card advantage. Teferi. Incre yeah, incremental advantage. Yeah, like, Teferi 3 and Teferi 5. Uh, Gideon, Ally of Zendikar, and Gideon of the Trials. Like, there are just so many good Planeswalkers in that color combination. I mean, Ashok, too, to a lesser extent. I've seen people playing that in that deck, both in the main and in the sideboard. Her card's very good. The blue-black hybrid one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that just is... Well, that card is... Those static abilities are always good. Now, granted, in that format, it doesn't really shut down a lot, but it does shut down uh, Fabled Passage, which isn't nothing. Yeah, it's one of the best lands in the format. Probably is the best land in the format. 
outside of shock lane. It's the best fixing, I guess. Yeah, it's the best color flexing lane in the format. That's yeah, you're 100 percent correct with that. Um, but realistically, those four cards like Dig, Thassa's Oracle, Ballista, Underworld Breach, those are the only four cards I could see on the radar for Wizard. Maybe they're gonna unban something. I doubt it, but the boy can dream. And that's the thing too. I was looking at the Pioneer ban list. Man, there's nothing on that ban list that I want to see back in this format. Even uh, what's it? The Earth Anissa. Oh no way! I don't think Earth Anissa would be very fun in this format. Why? When Sahili's gone. Well, think about what I just said about the Esper control deck, right? It's just like basically a Super Friends deck. That deck can just like jam green and then just get access to like Uro and then all of their great planeswalkers and just like have their cake and eat it too. It could do that now, though. I'm not sure. I mean, it they're be obviously, that hard. obviously the the fetch lands are not coming off the ban list. I think we can both agree Veil of Summer is not coming off the ban list. But if the card's too good in general. Yeah. Once Upon a Time is staying there. Felidar Guardian is staying there. The Green Ley Line is staying there. Nexus of Fate is staying there. Oko is staying there. That doesn't leave much of anything else. Like Field of the Dead, I can't ever see them abandoning that card. No, that card's stupid. I mean, Smuggler's Copter? But, like, just imagine, like, think about the early stages of that The artifact decks, or not the artifact decks, the aggressive decks just get... Just love that card. Every deck was playing that card. And that's the problem with having an artifact that's just that powerful, especially when you don't have access to a lot of cards. Yeah, so I think Pioneer, one of... My bet is one of those four cards is going to get banned. Maybe multiple of those four cards are going to get banned. You think? I, I find it hard... To imagine them just saying, uh, dig through time is banned, go about your day. Do you think they would ban Cruz with dig? I was 100% right, and we're super wrong, by the way. Okay, uh, maybe I was just thinking too far in the future. Maybe they are just going to axe them both. You said within six months, it would be I did think it was going to, maybe, well, listen, I was giving Wizards too much credit. I thought that they, you know, had brains, but they only have like three brain cells, so. Not even four brain cells. I don't think I'm giving them four. Absolutely not. Man, you're brutal. <laughs> Listen, they haven't. They need to earn that fourth brain cell. They have not earned it yet. But maybe Monday. Maybe they'll show us. Big brain moves. Galaxy brains. Pretty yeah, galaxy that's, brains. That's Pioneer. I, I don't. I'm interested to see what they do with that because I genuinely have no idea. Another one I don't know. So I leaned pretty hard on what people who are in the know were saying. Historic. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about historic. One thing that I've noticed all of the people who were playing Pioneer, I think, have now moved into Historic. And I think Historic is being has seen more play recently because it's a format that doesn't really matter. And it has really all of the things that Pioneer has to offer, except for you get to play it on a better client, a.k.a. Magic Arena. And there's, like, very little monetary investment for Historic. Well, the Historic folk are just those who are playing Standard, right? Um, I don't think necessarily. I think there's probably... I think Arena has been out long enough. That there have been people who have went through that ebb and flow of jumping on, playing standard, their cards rotating out or their deck rotating out, them losing that spark to play standard, and then look for the next logical step. I think that next logical step, at least on Arena, is historic. Because like in paper and Moto, for a long time, that next logical step was modern. Obviously, Arena doesn't have access to that. Historic yeah, is the next the... best thing. I guess so. So, like, you still have the cards in your collection. You jump, instead of playing standard because you're over it, you play historic. 
But then you go into Historic, what are the problematic cards in that right now? From what I've seen from people, the two big cards are Nexus of Fate and Wilderness Reclamation. Aren't those always problem cards? They're literally like every... Regardless of power level, I think Nexus of Fate is always going to be a problematic card because it is so fucking unfun. I can believe that. As far as I'm concerned, that card could be just absolutely mediocre in Historic, and I would still be happy with that banning. Because every time somebody has cast a Nexus of Fate against me, I have rolled my eyes inside and been like, fuck, can't believe this is my life. That card's just miserable to play against. That's the one where seven mana instant. You take an, take extra, an turn extra turn and turn. shuffle it back in. Yeah, so you can't even Correct. know yourself, which is hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, super good. Um, but there also is in that deck Wilderness Reclamation. And Nexus of Fate is one of those things where it could just die for Wilderness Reclamation sins. Because I think Wilderness Reclamation is the thing that really enables that deck. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be... I don't think that's the problem card. I think the problem card is Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah, exactly. Because like you get to do your thing on your turn, and then untap all your lands, and then Nexus of Fate, and then just just re- that cycle just continues. Yeah, just run through. Because, I mean, Wilderness Reclamation, very important text on that card. You untap at your end step. Yeah, it's gross. Which just happens to work really fucking well with Nexus of Fate. Yeah, it's like, oh, in my end step, I'm going to take an extra. And then you just rinse and repeat and just do that over and over and over again until you establish some way to win the game. Like that those that combination of cards is so abysmal. Well, it's not even that hard. You just find a creature or something. Or a Planeswalker and just go for the ultimate. Yeah, which you can do because you you can't mill yourself out. That's the craziest part That's about it. Like, you can just take turns forever. You don't even have to have a way to win. If you just take infinite turns, you just you could just draw. That would be fun. Oh, I'm sure there's people who have done that. Like, just this... just like, oh, I have more time than my opponent. Well, That's actually like, at least a really life. funny story. Like, that... I have far more patience. There's a very, very funny story that LSV told um, where he would be playing Storm and he forgot to put tendrils in his sideboard, like Windlong. Yeah, so burning I know this wish story. for tendrils, and he'd be like, "Go get tendrils," and people would just scoop. Yeah, tendrils in the sideboard. So every game one. No, 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 no. He didn't even have it in sideboard. Oh, I thought he had a win condition in his sideboard. Nope, because that's normally what it does. It burning wishes, and he didn't have the tendrils. Oh. So he would just say, "Go get tendrils," and people would scoop instead of like making him show it. Not one person in the entire tournament was like, "I love that." Yeah, show it to me. That feels so good. That's the power of the fucking mental game right there. That's power moves only. It really is. LSB just swinging dick. <laughs> but in historic, to get back to this conversation, I think those are the only two cards that could possibly be on the chopping block. That we know to things gone already, right? It Correct. It is suspended. So what maybe the they could move that to Band. Well, I think Band has more of a hard edge on it. Where it's like, we will really not be looking to unban this card. Suspended means we're going to take it away from the format and see how the format progresses. And if we feel like it's safe to put it back in, we'll put it back in. Uh, if nothing changes, we're... Yeah. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a soft edge ban, is a suspension. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> That's so dumb. Like when you get suspended from school, you still get to come back eventually, maybe. But if you're expelled, no, you definitely get to come back eventually. But if you're expelled, that that means no comeback zone. You just go on. Petition to make it the expelled and restricted list. I have a feeling they're not going to do that. 
Yeah, I think that's one of those times that Wizards is not going to listen to us. For the first time ever, Wizards of the Coast is not listening to the Fetish Shark podcast. It's about time, Wizards. <laughs> but those are my historic, uh, I guess, speculations. Those are just guesses at this point. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, the next format, too, this one is a big time me leaning on other people's expertise. And I even have a shout out for this expertise because I, I took almost all of the ideas for this from one person. And I think he's the, he is the, I would say he is where the buck stops as far as uh, popper knowledge goes. It is Alex Ullman. Um, he is at Nerd to the Core on Twitter. I believe he works like in some capacity with Channel Fireball. But if you ever give a shit about Popper, he is the guy to fucking follow on Twitter because that guy fucking lives and breathes that form. But he actually. Yeah, let's hear what he had to say. He did a write up, like a pretty extensive write up on kind of what his thoughts were when they announced that there was going to be a Popper banning where he went into great detail on these cards. But these were the cards that he suggested. The Urzatron lands, Ephemerate and Mystic Sanctuary. I could for sure see Ephemerate. Ephemerate is a busted card. Mystic Sanctuary with no fetch lands. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You get to play four of them. Yeah, that's fair. And, like, whenever you play it, you get to get back something guaranteed good. I guess what do you get back in Popper? Oh, dude. There are some disgusting cards in Popper, man. Especially in, like, Oh, no, no, I get that. I'm just curious what is actually worth, uh, worth getting back. Well, in the world where you get to play just in general... Like, if you're just playing, like, Mono Blue Delver or something like that, you get a Counterspell if you need it. You get Preordain Ponder. Uh, you get Snap if that's something that you need to, like, deal with a creature. I thought Snap was banned. Nope, absolutely not. You can still play Snap. Is it Cloud Which, of Fairies banned? Cloud of Fairies is indeed. Uh, I guess you can bounce. There's a lot of easy spells, huh? Oh, for sure. But, like, and in the black deck, you can get, like, Agony Warp removal spell. You can get a bunch of actual removal spells like you can get echo actual decay. cards yeah and you can get like again you can just get brainstorm you can get preordain just counterspell like there are just so many good cards yeah it's weird how many really good cards are common and that's the thing too like in the delver decks playing mystic sanctuary gets you back to the thing that just continues to get your tempo going and in like the blue black control deck mystic sanctuary gives you the thing that just like closes the fucking door on your opponent because you're already trading like one for one resources. If your land drop gets you back one of those resources is just like shut the door on your opponent. That's insane. Yeah, that seems pretty good. But yeah, the Tron lands were an interesting one to me. That deck has been plaguing Popper for a long time. It's not like ridiculous though, is it? Oh, absolutely. I think it is. I mean, there's a, there's Tron decks that are playing Ephemerate and just doing like just goofy shit. Yeah, with... blue, white Tron. Yep. And then, like, they're splashing red uh, and black for, like, Derovan Horror is the black that they're splashing for. And then Rolling Thunder. That's fantastic. I love everything that you just said. I mean, that's a pretty popular strategy. Like, they're playing some kind of, like, Fireball and then Ephemerate to, like, bounce their Mole Drifters. And... Yeah, that's everything I want to do ever. But then there's also just, like, other Tron decks. Or there, I mean, there's, like, multiple different... There's, like, the control Tron deck. It's playing, like, the Compulsive Research... And like the condescends yeah. and stuff like that. Five I mean, they're all ridiculous. Yeah, they're all playing Ephemerate because Maldrifter blinking and Maldrifter is insane. But there's so many different flavors of that deck that if they're really sick of seeing Tron just like take over and just be like very, very good, banning Tron outright is the way to do it. Yeah, I could see it. 
It's just, I know a lot of people would be pissy about that. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, but there were so many people pissy about all of the bands that have always happened, like Splinter Twin. People lost their mind when Splinter Twin was big. I'm sure That's a, a lot little of different played... than... I guess you're right. Popper is like a fun... I mean, what are you out? Ten bucks if the Popper or Tron lands get banned? Um, some decks are more pricey than others, but yeah. Like, if you... Because the thing is, if you ban the Tron lands, you're banning a lot of the cards in that deck. So you pretty much That's have to start fair. over from scratch. Yeah, you not to too many like a people were... You 50 to $60 deck. Oh, completely. Definitely not 50 to $60. Oh, dude, if you're playing, like, the Delver deck, like, you gotta think about it. They're playing Preordain. A playset of Preordain is gonna cost you 10 bucks alone. They're playing Spell Stutter Sprite. A playset of Spell Stutter Sprite is another 10 bucks alone. Like, like that. those cards add up. Preordain... The blue-red deck is expensive, bucks. probably. But that's probably the only one that's actually expensive. Well, there's a lot of decks that play those cards. Like, they're just have random blue cards. They're just very, very good. Like, random blue draw spells. And, like, also consider, like, Quirion Rangers legal in this format. A playset of Quirion Rangers is going to run you, like, 15 bucks. Uh, Priest of Titania's legal. A playset of those are going to run you 15 bucks. Like, are uh, Priest of that expensive? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Priest of Titania is, like, three or four bucks. Did not know that. I've had those since they were. Yeah, because you're a you have a little crush on elves. I love me some elves. I can't blame you, except for fuck elves. Elves can suck my. D- Tell me how you really feel. I hate elves, man. You know this. Why the legacy though? Way different <laughs> elves deck and popper. Yeah, but once you play death and taxes, regardless of how long you play death and taxes, you know elves is public enemy number one. So then you have to hate elves for the rest of your playing career. But do you though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I will never like elves. I will play elves in cube and limited, never anywhere else. The thing is with those, you have uh, access to Plague Engineer, bud. Yeah, sure. But I also don't want to play Plague Engineer either because fuck that card. I know you don't want to, but you could. I could. In theory, I could do that. No, fuck your theory. I just hate those cards. Just I ban every card that I hate. You just don't like having fun. Oh, well, I love having fun. Just my way. Just want to do it your way. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works, right? Everybody that doesn't like the things that I like is wrong. And then everybody who does like the things that I like is right. That sounds right. Yeah, math checks out. Makes sense if you don't think about it. But what do you think is going to happen in Pine or in Popper? I don't know. Tron lands are the biggest suspect for the aforementioned reasons mm-hmm. of it being super popular. I'd be super pissed and bummed if they fucking like ban Mall Drifter or something. Oh, see, I don't think they can ban Mall Drifter. That card is just in so many decks. And, like, it's not busted. Like, if you don't have access to more mana than what you should, Muldrifter's just a fine card. Yeah, it's by no stretch broken or anything. It is broken whenever you blink it six times. Yeah, you just draw your deck. Yeah, that, that seems that seems okay. But then that also leads to, like, is Ephemerate the card that's the issue? Ephemerate might be the issue. So maybe instead of banning Tron, they just ban Ephemerate? <sighs> probably modern horizons root up a lot of format fucking tell me about it dude we've been saying that since modern horizons came out <laughs> trying to think of like i know there's strong things to be doing you can't really hurt the blue red deck without just being like hey preordain preordain this band and you're like what the fuck yeah if they just come out and ban like brainstorm i don't think that's very productive i don't think it's really that big of a deal if they would anyway i agree or if they just ban like any just like random blue spell. I don't think like that's doesn't do what I think they're trying to do. I th- I do think that the, their attack is Tron here. And I don't 
think they want to just outright ban like Urza's tower. I think oh, and leave the other two. Could you imagine? Oh, I think that's what they would do. I think they would just ban one land. That would be so funny. Can you imagine how pissed people would be? Uh, yeah, Urza's tower is banned in uh, Pioneer. No, I wouldn't or even. Power. I wouldn't even ban the tower. Ban like the mod. No, ban power plant because that's the longest one to type. So then everybody who bitches about it has to type power plant on Twitter. <laughs> oh, getting them. Yep, that's just salt in the wounds. You have to spend that extra 0.3 seconds typing out power plant. That's actually really funny. <laughs> but I do, I do think Ephemerate's a target. I don't think Mystical Sanctuary needs to be banned. I do think it's a powerful card. Don't get me wrong. See, I agree. I don't think it does need because there's no fetches. But yet. That's, that's the thing, though, right? Well, they don't have anything yet that's just like, oh, hey, go get an island it's all basic yeah it's, nothing searches just an island it's only ever searching basic yep exactly but like all of these things are just like tbd until they print something that just makes it busted which is the case with every card i mean what could they really do to they would have to print something that literally says that dude with the things that they printed recently are you really gonna ask that question yeah i don't think that they would though that's the thing i never thought they would print a planeswalker better than Jace the Mind Sculptor, but then Oko came. Uh, fair point. <laughs> yeah, Wizards has proven time and time again that they're just like, oh boy, we're going to get these guys good. Look at how cool this card is. And it comes out and everybody's just like, what were you thinking? This is too much. Daddy, that's too much. Too much. But here's a, here's another conversation I want to have uh, before we wrap up our ban and restricted uh, conversation. Like you mentioned before, these announcements don't necessarily have to be what we're taking away from the format. It could be what we're putting back into the form. Yes, exactly. Now let's move through three of these pretty quickly because I think uh, resoundingly you and I both agree it's none. Uh, Pioneer, nothing's coming back in. Historic, nothing's coming back in. Yeah, Popper, I don't think they're they're coming back. Yeah, Popper, I think everything's staying in the bin in Popper as well. But Modern, back to where we started, baby. This is where the speculation train gets going Full steam ahead. And I love I love these type of conversations. Like, when we get a band of restricted announcement that isn't obviously like, oh, they're doing something with Companion. Or, oh, they're banning Hogak or something like that. It's a, it's a little ambiguous what they're going to do. Now we get to talk about what can we get back. And Merling Pond. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and actually, Pod is the first one on my list. I yeah, think that, that's what I mean. It's I think you're broken. right. I know I have to play Devil's Advocate. And be like, well, maybe Pod would be too good. But I do think that you're right. I think Pod might be able to have its day in the sun once again. Like, bring it back. I just want to see what happens. I don't think it's too strong currently. Well, I mean, it it has been like seven, eight years, right? It's been a minute, yeah. And the power level of cards has been printed. Like, the power creep that has happened within that seven, eight years is astounding. It's for sure been wild. Yeah, can... The terrible thing that broke out with Kitchen Finks into Siege Rhinos and then blinking the Siege Rhinos with Restoration Age. Yeah, so I mean... You think for, that's if, too powerful for modern right now? Absolutely not. And that's my thing, too. Like, if if that's what you're doing with that with that card, does that even go toe-to-toe with the th- other things people can do in modern? With the, new, with the cards that have been printed recently? I'll like, tell you that one is thing. good. Don't get me wrong. I do think the, like, aggressive, uh, fuck is that, prowess deck goes downhill. Oh my god, that, I think that deck might get dead if they 
unbanned pod. Yeah, it turns out that gaining a shit ton of life with Kitchen Finks and Sea Rhinos, probably pretty good. And just producing blockers. And just having blockers, yeah. Yeah, like that. Ju- I think that just absolutely wipes the prowess deck off the face of the earth. Is that the only thing that is the real? I the mean, real your burn loser? matchup with Pod is pretty good. Oh yeah, it's incredibly good. Like, sure, they have like smash the smithereens that they can put in their deck, but the rest of your deck is just so insulated to be able to fight that battle. Yeah, having what at least at least two cards, at least one kitchen finks. No, I was always weird when I played Kiki Pod because I played four Finks and three Angels just because that was my main game plan is to kill people with Finks and Angels. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you want to race? Cool. Here's Kiki. Yeah, here. Let's go. Race here's this Here's Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Pod, I think, might be able to have some fun in Modern once again, which I would like to see. I would like to see you be able to get all your hands on that card again. And I'm just genuinely curious if... Pot is still too good because I I'm on the fence about that. Honest entirely. Oh yeah, I'm I'm 100 conceding the fact that there it it is a very very strong card and it could just be too too good. But it's been so long. Let's give it a whirl. Yeah, let's get wild. And, hell yeah! Another card uh, that kind of falls into that category: Splinter Twin. I think that one's too strong, bud. And here's why I think Splinter Twin can come back. And it's almost for the exact same reasons that I think Pod can come back. Decks and spells have just gotten that much better since Twin was... Because Twin was banned, what, like a year after Pod? Give or take, but Give or take. So it's been like six or seven years since Twin was banned. That power creep that's been introduced to Magic is pretty substantial. Yeah, you're not wrong. Now, I do think in a good portion of metagames, especially the metagames that we see coming out of Modern, any... In those metagames, Twin is better than Pod, which means that it would be deservingly banned. But I just, I'm not convinced that that is enough of a reason to just keep it off or keep it on the ban list. Like, how cool of a format would it be if they just said on Monday, hey, Pod's back, Twin's back, go nuts. Like, it's new modern versus old modern. See who comes out on top. That would actually be kind of crazy. That'd be so sick, right? Like I think everybody... old modern would win though. I really do. Well, if they keep if they keep Astrolabe in the format, I think even then, dude. Cuz I think that the big thing about the twin decks too is that Blood Moon in their sideboard was just a free roll against a lot of decks. They don't have access to that. I guess so. Astrolabe's a thing. Yeah, I think Astrolabe pairs up really well, especially the decks that play Astrolabe. They pair up really well against twin. I don't think they do, man. They don't have removal. I mean, they, they don't they don't have removal per se. Like, they're still playing Path to Exile, right? What? And they're still playing Cryptic Commander. They're still playing, like, Metallic Rebuke. Now? What, the uh, the Astrolabe decks? Yes. I did not know it was banned. I mean, yeah, because, like, Uro is disgusting. Ice Fang Quaddle is very, very good. And Gilded Goose is just a solid card to just kind of press re-roll forward. It. Yeah. And, like, hell, I've even seen decks, like, splashing red for things like Galvanic Blast and stuff. Which, Galvanic Blast does pretty good work against... uh. Twin decks. It's actually kind of wild. And that's what I'm saying. We're talking about all these new cards versus like the Splinter Twin deck traditionally. I want to see those fights. Like that kind of makes me wish that we had, they would do this or at least hold off to do this for when we have paper tournaments to just like let the fucking floodgates open and let's watch the best of the best 
fucking battle. I think they should do the no ban list modern. That tournament they had, people loved that. Star City Games oh, had it. Dude, and we were, yeah, we were talking about this uh, earlier this week. We obviously were not recording, but how sick would it be with everything that's been going on with Magic, with all the cards printed and stuff like that, for them just to be like, out of the blue, hey, every card on the ban list in Modern, free reign for like a month or so. We're resetting the palette. And everybody just gets access to everything. Go fucking nuts. And then we'll sort it out afterwards. And they could also put in a caveat of, hey, these are the things we think are going to remain on the ban list just because they're so ridiculous. But we don't know. That way people don't bitch about, oh, well, I just bought all this stuff. It skyrocketed and blah, blah, blah. Now you can just be like, well, you got fair warning that they thought that it was going to stay on the ban list. Yeah, and that is that is a thing. Not every plan is perfect, and that would be a real impact for that stuff, where if they did that, like, Splinter Twins would go back up, Pods would go back up, Ugin would go uh, back up. They would all be $40 cards again. Actually, probably more than that to start. Yeah, Hogak would be, again, like a $40 card. But, like, just seeing those that deck decks just probably beat the, be the shit best. out of each other. Um, I think it's honestly a mix between Hogak and Eldrazi. I think Hogak is way faster than Eldrazi. I don't know, man. Because Eldrazi also just gets to play Chalice of the Void. On what? What are you Chalice on? On one. Without your Stitcher suppliers and stuff? Or your uh, other zombies? You know how it's not easy for them to cast it on turn one. Yeah, but Hogak has a really tough time going off on turn one. They don't have to. They just play Stitcher supplier and then go, okay, let's get fucking wild. And then they, they <laughs> the, the real the hard part would be coming or beating it on two because then they to get up play. the uh, altar. Yeah, they need the altar is really when that deck is busted. But man, would you not love to see that fist fight between those two decks just to see who comes out on top? I mean, we could do that. We could That's do true. it now. We do have options to do that. We could for sure just say, hey, build whatever you want. Just like the modern all-stars challenge, fetch and chalk version. Because Channel Fireball did do that, but that was like pre-Hogak. That was Star City game. Yeah, Stars, Stars, no. Randy yeah, that Bueller CFB. did that. That was CFB. Randy did Bueller that. did that. I didn't know CFB did it. I know that Randy Bueller did the, the gauntlet. Yeah, so you like stuff like that is such a cool thing. But like, I would just like to see that work itself out, not under like one umbrella of like 10 players, but the entirety of magic players who play modern i'm sure there'd be there's probably something we're missing well 100 percent. like you yeah we're very very aware that we are not the end-all be-all for <laughs> shit that's going on like some wild freaking hogak splinter twin mix yeah there is like some underground like streamers in like seattle or something that do this on the regular and they're listening to this and be like you fucking assholes what are you talking about how do you not see this it's right in front of your face <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely possible. Very, very true. Uh, but some other cards that I could see potentially unbanned. This is what I mentioned to you. Artifact Land. Yeah, because without Opal... Without Opal, I, these are not as good. They turn on... They make Urza and Karn pretty good. The oh, Karn that makes, sure. spits out the Scions. Mm-hmm. But it also opens you up way more to, like, Stony Silence and, like... Uh, ancient grudge you just get ruined by the yeah it, it just turns like any kind of disenchant effect into stone rain which is very good 
Yeah, and it, yeah, and it turns Stony Silence into I win the game. Yeah, that seems okay. Uh, it's yeah, it's very okay. But I I do think those cards are fine. Again, like we keep coming back to this thing where the power creep in Magic, the cards that have been printed recently are so good. Give these older cards a chance. I think those are two. I think they may like just that affinity. The affinity is kind of fucking banana. You're not wrong. I mean, we kind of get a taste of that in Popper with that affinity yeah. deck because those lands are illegal in that format. No, imagine that on steroids. But you you also have to consider the fact that that deck gets to be on steroids, but also the answers get to be on steroids. Like we That's mentioned, yeah, the, yeah. St- like the the pairing of those decks versus Stony Silence. The Stony Silence deck is winning 10 times out of 10. If they have the Stony Silence, they win the game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and there are two other cards that I was considering maybe coming off the ban list. One of them seriously and one of them not so seriously. Uh, the one that was not so serious, uh, a little bit of Green Sun Zenith. Yeah, I don't see that one coming off. I don't see it either. I mean, we already have effects like that. Like, there's already the fixed Green Sun Zenith in uh, Collected Company. Or well, not Collected Company. There's that. Um, there's Devoted Devastation. Yeah, Devoted Devastation. I'm thinking Court of Calling, not Collected Company. What are you thinking of? Court of Calling. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just better. <laughs> Another very good green. Yeah, but because I, th- I think we have those two effects, they don't show up incredibly frequently. But I think Green Sun Zenith is just enough better than both of those that it's not worth bringing Green Sun Zenith into the format to just see what happens. Yeah, I think Green Sun is just so much better than the other ones. Which, that's that's the difference between the previous cards we mentioned, like Pod, Twin, Artifact Lands, and Green Sun Zenith. There is not another playable Pod in the There isn't another playable Twin in the Those cards coming in bring their own decks in that haven't existed for a very long time. That's what I'm interested in seeing. A Green Sun Zenith coming in doesn't really excite me because it's close enough to the power level of some cards that we already have, and those decks just aren't exciting. Yeah, like you said, there's nothing really that's comparable pod card or twin. Yeah, there's the, I mean, like, there's, there's Kiki Jiki, obviously, that's but just, that is it's not good. Much worse. Yeah, it's just not where you want to be. And like with pod, there's uh, like the creature that does pod, but it's a creature, so it's affected by summoning sickness, and it's more mana. Which is bad. Real bad. Yeah, that's not nothing. In the last card, in this one, I think unanimously across the board, everybody can agree, uh, can come back, but I don't think it will. Bridge from below. Yeah. We all yeah, know that wasn't, Bridge, that wasn't bridge the died for Yeah, was not the problem card. That is the Bloodbraid Elf to Hogax. That's right, Shaman. Shaman. Yeah. But just like that, you... how big of a fucking feel bad is that? If they bring out these announcements and there's big shakeups to Pioneer and Historic has changed forever and Popper is a completely brand new format. And they're just like, oh, yeah, here's this bridge from below that we accidentally did. <laughs> I mean, I would be fine with that. I played Bridgevine like that's a real deck that's not stupid broken. Yeah, sure. The hunt, the uh, 13 Bridgevine players out there get their cards back. Dude, it was a fun deck. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you on that. I'm just saying, like, would this just feel like a really shitty unbanning if all they did was bring Bridge back? Like, it would just feel almost not worth it. Probably. But that's, I mean, that's, those are the only cards that I can foreseeably come back to modern. Matt, do you have any other ones? Trying to think what really, bring back Grave Troll, you coward. (laughs) Absolutely fucking not. No, I'm not entirely sure. 
How did you kind of hit the big ones? You kind of hit the because that no, not a it's. I love it to be back. It's way too good. Yeah, would I love it to be back? Absolutely. Sure. But I mean that's just your style, good. but it's just yeah. Too good. All right, Matt. Well, here's my question for you then. To top off this discussion, put a little hat on this bad boy. What are our? I'm not even going to say uh, guesses or speculations. What are our? These are the guaranteed things that are going to happen on Monday. Ooh. Because once we say it, it is law. We'll go from format to format. Let's start with Pioneer. What is happening in Pioneer? What's getting the act? Dig through time. I will say dig through time. And in addition, I think walking ballista and, oh, dig through time, walking ballista, and underworld break are all going to get hit. I'm just calling dig. You're going overboard. What's the over under? Um, well, if I don't, I don't know how we would do that. Because you only picked one card. It's because that's then if it's over, I guess I couldn't really go under, could I? I would say there's literally no under there because it would just be a wash if just dig is is printed. The under would be like half a card, and we'd both be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's call it here. If it, if if dig is banned and nothing else, I'll give it to you. If dig is banned and something else, you get it. I'll get it. Okay, deal. Okay, I'm happy with that. That's a fair fair trade. All right, trade let's move assessment. on. Yeah, one of the two. It's a word. Words are hard. You're not wrong. Let's move to historic. I'm going to guess the, what the fuck's the card? The blue instant. Nexus of Fate. Yeah, that. You're calling Nexus of Fate? Okay, you call Nexus of Fate. I'm going to call Wilderness Reclamation. Okay. Just so we can have a differing opinion. Even though we both think that combo is probably getting broken up. Yeah, 100%. It's one of those two cards I think is going to get kicked. I just don't know which one. All right, how about Popper? What is your definitive, this is 100% going to happen, ban in Popper? I don't know. I don't think the Tron lands are going. I think they're going to something I just Ooh, unban is a bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, my guess... What is... I'm know. saying ephemerate. Oh, that one. Yeah, I'm um, I'm on board with that. I forgot that that's... There's a lot of freaking common cards, man. You're not wrong. There's a lot of cards in Magic, and a lot of them are common. An overwhelming majority are common. Yeah, I was about to say the majority are common, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. The vast majority. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here, to throw in a little curveball for Popper, we both think ephemerate, and we both don't think Tron is going to get hit. But if Tron is hit... How about so gonna I ban all the lands? I take one land is going to get banned and you take all the lands are going to get banned. That's fair. I can get behind that because they're not going to just ban one of the fucking lands. What's the nope, point of that? They're just banning Urza's Tower. That's it. <laughs> all right. DM. And to the Akuta Groth, modern, what do you think is going to happen? I don't think anything is going to get banned. Ooh. I think they're going to unban something. Okay. And I'm going to go with Birthing Pod. <laughs> I love that. You're just like, nope, fuck it. Just give me Birdling Pod back. I'm doubling down. Matt, I'm going to take half of that action. I am going to say that we are going to get an unbanning, and I think it's going to be Pod. But I also think we are going to see a banning in Modern. I think it's going to be Astrolabe. Yeah, that would be the most likely culprit. They are going to, because the only reason why I think that is because we all know that, that card is too good. But Wizards just wants to fucking rub it in my dumb face. They didn't give me a goddamn legacy banning on this ban and restricted announcement, but they're gonna ban the exact card that I want banned in legacy in another fucking format. That would actually be really funny, man. Yeah, they're it's this is just to get me fucking fired up. That's exactly what this ban's gonna be. I I know it. I feel it in my bones. They're banning Astrolabe, and I'm going to be 
the saltiest little fucking bitch about it. Yeah, you're usually are, so. God damn it. I'm going to be so bummed. Fuck you, Wizards. Why couldn't you just add Legacy to this list and just be like, e- here you go. Here's a bone Legacy for banning Astrolite. They really don't care. I know. I know they don't. <laughs> God damn it. Just wait till next week when we get to talk about these bannings and then they say, oh, by the way, here's a Legacy banning in, in uh, four and a half days. They just throw it out on like an arbitrary Sunday. That would actually be fantastic. <laughs> Well, you heard it here, folks. Mark your calendars. Today is the day that the Fashion Shock boys carved it into stone. Exactly what's going to happen on Monday, the 13th, for the ban and restricted announcement. Not even Friday the 13th. No, it was Monday the 13th. Lucky number 13, maybe. I mean, yeah, we've never... it's everything is possible, so. We've never been wrong before. Why start now? We actually have been pretty on point with being correct about these things. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're batting 1,000, but we're at least batting like 750. Still quite impressive. Oh, yeah, those are MLB numbers. And get behind those numbers. I certainly am going to turn them down. But, Matt, I know we said that we were done with the banned and restricted talk, but we have a top five to get to. I suppose we do, don't we? Yes, sir. I'm actually kind of excited for this one. I know we spent all episode talking about what is going to happen for banned and restrictions, but we're not quite done yet because our top five is the top five cards that deserved to be hit by the ban ham. That were too, too strong. And we just said, nope. It was just, yeah, we're, we're talking about cards that we we feel were unanimous in the needed, hit. Yeah, needed to be gotten rid of. No one complained about it. They said, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, absolutely needed to be taken down to size. Matt, do you have any honorable mentions? So, yes, I do. Um, two of them we mentioned already. So, Hogak. Very oh, much yeah. needed ban. That's Absolutely a good one. Absolutely needed ban. That's no, only an honorable mention. Or, that's only an honorable mention. Oh, boy, I'm ready for your top five. Uh, Deathrite Shaman. Mm-hmm. In Modern. In Legacy. I would say, wait, in what format? It needed ban in both. Um, Yogmoth's Bargain. Ooh. Six mana, black enchantment, pay a life, draw a card. Yeah, that's a good one. Turns out pretty good. Those are my uh, three honorable mentions. Those are, those are very good honorable mentions. It's a strong start. It is. Well, Matt, my honorable mentions, you got one of them. Mr. Hogak. No, Mr. Deathrite Shaman. Mr. Deathrite. Uh, more so in Legacy than in Modern, but I, again, I think both was 100% the correct move. Did you ever play Modern Jund with Deathrite Shaman? Yes, absolutely. It's disgusting. Turn 2 Liliana is real good. Yeah, it was busted. Um, another one that was busted, Mr. Oko. In all the formats that it was played in. Broco oh, Oko. It's still fucking legal in Legacy. God damn it. It's fine. Um, it is... I think You're the one who told me and convinced me that it was on par with Legacy power. It is, but I think the existence of Arkham, Arkham's Astrolabe makes that card very, very good. Pushes it too far. Yeah, without Astrolabe, I think it's safe. But with with Astrolabe, it's just way too good. But it's banning in Standard and it's banning in Modern. We're 100% correct. Yeah. And then my third one, everybody knows, one of my favorite cards of all time, the Renin 6 ban in Legacy. Oh my god, you're such a freaking ninny. Everybody fucking hated that card, man. Except for the people who played it, everybody hated that card. Which was a lot of people who played it. Ah, that card just fucking sucked. That card was such a brutal... Like, that just warped the format in such a strong way. It sucked if you played X1 or played Wasteland. Or played oh, yeah, Wasteland. which was like half the format that played Wasteland. If you're susceptible to Wasteland, you're fucked. But Matt, what's your number five? Underworld and Legacy. Ooh, that's a really good one. That deck was gross. I didn't actually get a chance to play it. 
um, because I knew it was getting banned and I didn't want to buy into it. Yeah, so why why bother buying I. the three LEDs because everything else is super cheap. Yep. Um, but yeah, that deck was gross. Yeah, it too just good. crushed people through interaction. Like you could have two forms of interaction and still just like be like holding. Wrapped. It's like oh okay, I see what this. Yeah, that was a weird thing where you weren't limited to the amount of interaction you had with it. You were limited to how quickly you had the opportunity to interact with it and how much mana and resources you had at that point of interaction. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. Stupid good. My number five is actually a little bit of a throwback. My number All five of is... my list besides that is not new. Ooh, well, I don't know if you have this on your list. Mine is the Jace the Mind Sculptor ban in standard. I do not have that on my but that seemed like a good banning. I didn't play standard, obviously, um, but because that it was, was it was the Stoneblade deck, right? Yes, that was like very shortly after I got started getting into Magic and stuff, and just the stories that I heard, like when I first started like understanding how, like competitive Magic. Well, and, I paid attention. It was yeah, that deck was so good. You didn't care about your matchup except Mirror. How fucking bananas is that? Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, the mirror was the only match that mattered. It didn't matter what anyone else was... I couldn't tell you another deck from that format. Yeah, because you just had, like, a like a 70% conversion rate, maybe higher, against every other non-mirrored, which is gross. It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, so that deck, Jace the Mind Sculptor, needed to be banned out of that format. And that, if anything, that is just a very good point for kind of what we were saying about the unbanning of some cards in Modern. Jason the Mind Sculptor and Stone Stoneforge Mystic were too good in that format. They were banned in initial modern and then came back and look at them now. They're barely seeing play. Yeah. But my number, point. I'll move to my number four. My number four is Sensei's Divining Top Ban in Legacy. That is a good one. That was not banned because it was too powerful. It was banned because people suck at topping. Um, I think it was a little bit of both. A little bit of a combination of if you're good yeah. at it, it's very good because that yeah. counter counterbalance the, worked the pretty, power, pretty fucking well together. The power level of top scales so accurately with how good you are at playing with top. Like if you're bad at playing with top, the card is almost unplayable. If you're good at playing with top, that card becomes the best card in your and it's not kind of close. Not even close. So that card was simultaneously the best card in the the best player's deck and the worst card in the entire world to play against. It was so boring and awful. That card has probably led to more draws in Magic than any other one drop ever. I'm going to say the Fetchlands made that really gross. Oh, the top plus Fetchlands? Yeah, that's a disgusting yeah. combination. You're right. Get to see six cards. Pretty good. Pretty but Matt, what, good. What is your number four? Uh, mine is slightly more broken. My number four is Necropotent. Ooh, Necro. We were talking about this before. And I said that I was yeah. not putting it on my uh, honorable mentions. And you were like, well, yeah, that's that's weird that you wouldn't put it there. And I had a feeling it was on your top five. I mean, it has to, man. It's just so good. Yeah, Necro and is the trouble on a stick. Yeah, if, if you do get the cards at the end of the turn, but it doesn't. You just get the best seven hand you can get. And a lot of people will... I've seen so many pl people play Necropotence wrong. It's infuriating. I remember playing a CEDH game and a dude, uh, what's that, Zer? He Zered out a Necropotence. 
and drew like three cards. I'm like, what are you doing, man? No, draw your deck, dude. I was like, just draw 38 cards and you win. Like, how do you, you should be able to find a way to win from? It. Yep. Yeah, Necropotence so, is the real deal. I feel like Necropotence is easier to play than Top. Because Top, I think, is just the hardest card that's ever existed to play in that. I think Brainstorm is harder than Top. Um, I think Top is much harder than Brainstorm because you get to essentially Brainstorm multiple times with Top. That's fair. Like, there are just more ways can, to trip yourself up the longer Top is on the battlefield. all sorts of fuckery with the swap the Top. Absolutely. All right, yeah. yeah. Hardest card? Probably not. Pretty close. I think, I think Top is 100% the hardest card in the entire game to play. Correctly. Correctly. Fair. All right. My number three, Memory Jar. Oh, that's a good one. Memory Jar is a super... And all these are banned in Legacy, of course. Um, or the extended format they were in. Uh, his name. Randy Bueller just fucking ruined this card. I mean, Randy Bueller ruined a bunch of cards, didn't he? I guess so. Like, Kudos that was kind of his thing back in the day? That's always my goal, is to break shit like that that's super impressive oh hell yeah just have like the galaxy brain to be able to like see through the matrix and pull out whatever he was seeing and just yeah. do that yeah that's so sick so what's uh your number three uh my number three is actually hogak little little hogak that card has just oh my goodness i mean that goes back to like the early days of the fetch and chalk podcast of us complaining about that card and just from the jump, everybody realized that, like, oh, this is really fucking good. And then people played with it, and they're like, um, this is really fucking good. And then it took, like, a week. And they were just like, oh, no, yep, no, too good, way too good, get this out of here. And then it took Wizards, like, another month to be like, oh, hey, we're going to get rid of this thing that's really good. No, they, like, no, they didn't. That's the worst part. They're like, oh, oh that's right, they banned bridge. bridge from below. And everybody's just like, you idiots. That's the part that really pissed me off the most. Yeah, I think about that, that banning. And that does help push, I think, Hogak up the list too, because I remember so vividly having oh, to deal with furious. that. So furious. Yeah, you just had to deal with it over and over and over again. And like that was the start of me like slipping away from wanting to play modern because cards like this started to exist. Modern Horizon. Thank you, Modern Horizon. Fuck you, Hogak. Ay ay ay. All right. What's your number two there, bud? My number two, another blanket ban over a couple different formats. It is the Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time banning. I thought about putting that on my honorable mentions, and it probably should have got there. Um, that was probably the second most fun I ever had in Modern, was saying Blue Red Delver with four Ancestral Recalls. Yeah, a.k.a. Treasure Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those just cards existing in both Modern and Legacy were just... It was just nonsense. The whole format for the entirety of their existence in those formats was just absolute shit piled from the floor to the ceiling. And it sucked. I'll do you one better, bud. Dig through time in vintage when it was unrestricted. Oh, that God. was disgusting. Damn, that was... I mean, people still play a one-of of dig through time. Yeah, it's super good. Well, and to go, back, to go back to my number three, Hogak, the... New big deck in vintage, like it's the number one deck in vintage right now, is Hogak. Did not know that. Yeah, dude. It is nuts. Like that deck is crushing like event after event online. No shit. Yep. Send me a list. I will after the podcast, yes. You do it now, boy. I would have to go digging. Get it? Because Hogak. Did you, mean, did you mean to do that? Because Hogak? Digging? Oh, absolutely. I did not mean to do it, but I'm glad that I did. 
<laughs> okay. What's your number right. two? My number two plays quite well with number my number three, and it's one of the reasons they both got the axe in Legacy. Would you care to take a guess? What was your number three? I don't remember. Memory jar. Oh, is it Tinker? It is Tinker. Yep. Mainstay and Vintage. Go get your big old blade steel, or more commonly now, go get your Bolus of Citadel and win the game. I mean, even before Bolus of Citadel, like, there were some decks still going to get Memory Jar. That was a long time. That was like the Storm decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was directly before Bolus of Citadel, but, like, that was still a thing for a while. Oh, yeah, you can still do it. It's really good with, like, Mind's Desire and... No, absolutely. When you can just, like, get a bunch of mana and then just do the things. Turns out playing a bunch of Moxen and Mana Rocks and then drawing seven cards, pretty good. Pretty okay. All right, buddy. My number one. It has been... They've tried to fix it several times. Ooh. Would you care to take a gander? What format is it? Vintage. Vintage? But there's no there's no bands in Vintage. Oh, what's it banned in? It's banned in Legacy. It's banned in everything except... Oh. Cube and Vintage. Oh, jeez. I don't know. What is it? Soul Ring? Fuck no. Yogmoth's Will. Oh, Yog Will. Oh, that's a good one. One of the most broken cards. Yeah, that's a pre... They tried, tried to fix it with uh, Past and Flames. They tried to fix it with Underworld Breach. Yeah, that was. I was just about to say, like, that's a Underworld Breach-esque. It's the OG. Turns out, when you get to play a bunch of shit from your graveyard, really good. Yeah, and essentially no cost. Other than the mana cost. Yeah, but when and the mana cost is mana, like zero. It, when you, especially if you have Rituals or Lotus or LED, gets much, much better because you just get wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like when the, in the world where you can go like Yogmoss Will, uh, Black Mana Ritual go up to three black. Use one of that black to cast another ritual, go up more mana. Like you're just netting mana. That's that is that's something else. Many a tendrils kill with Yogbar or Yogwill. Absolutely. All right, fella. Oh What's man. Your Uno? I cannot believe that my number one was not on your top five or any of your honorable mentions. It's hard for me to believe. I'm curious. My interest has been piqued. It is the Eye of Ugin ban in modern. Uh, there's definitely more ban-worthy bans than that. Oh, absolutely was... not, in my opinion. There is has never been a more dominant card in Modern than Iabugan. In Modern? In Modern. I was, all my cards are much older. Well, I'm just saying, like, the, the impact that they had on the formats. There has never been a more impactful all right, card. Riddle, riddle me this. Would you rather have Yogg-Will in Legacy, or would you rather have Iabugan in Modern? Well, that you can't make that... Discriminatory. Oh, are you talking about specifically Yogmoth Will in Legacy, specifically uh, Ayavugan in Modern? Yeah, which one would be more overtly powerful? I would say I, and I'm 100 serious here. I think Ayavugan is better in Modern than Yogmoth Will is in Legacy. Oh my God, you're fucking crazy. I think a thousand percent. That is wild. Because you don't get like a Force of Will in Modern, like Force of Force of Negation just does not cut the cheese in modern the way that force of will does in legacy it i mean yogmas will in legacy makes every non-blue deck unplayable 
but at least there's ways to combat that car. I don't think so. I think you're, it's still just, you got to think duress, Thoughtseize. You got all the rituals you want. You got Lotus Petal. You got LED. You're storming pretty fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. You're storming very, very quickly. But there are more ways to interact with Storm, like with spells on the stack in Legacy, than there are ways to interact with lands in Modern. Uh, that's a fair assessment. You got Ghost Quarter, and that's really the only thing that can can do it early. And, uh, feel the ruin, yeah. Because by the time you have the mana, no you feel the ruin, you're dead. You're absolutely dead. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah that's th- a good one. That's yeah, Eldrazi a, a really is good just gross. Like that ruined modern. Like just all of the Eldrazi decks in that like big GP weekend made up like seventy eight percent of the global meta. See, it didn't ruin it for me because it was because you played the deck. Yeah. Yeah. But if you so didn't want to play that deck, even... it was bad news. Bad. Oh, I, if I wasn't playing some Eldrazi. Oh, see, I tried to play because I went to one of those. I went to that that Detroit GP. It was one of the most miserable experiences of my life. First of all, it was in fucking Detroit. So no thanks. Second of all, I just fucking had to lose to Eldrazi. And that sucked. Yeah, you literally just play against Eldrazi every round. And like, if we're going to be honest, Iabugan was not the card that like uh, magically appeared and was busted. It was all of the things that came out in uh, Battle for Zenikar with all of the colorless mana shenanigans, like uh, Thought Not Seer, Eldrazi Mimic, stuff like that. Like, those cards were the ones that really busted it wide open, but you can't ban those cards when the real issue is a card that you printed uh, eight years earlier. Oh, yeah, whenever they that came out, that was very clearly the problem. Soul Land were for sure the, the issue there, not not the two drops. I don't think anyone would think that. No, absolutely not. And yeah, I mean, especially Soul Lands in the world where uh, you can't you can't interact with anything like you can in other formats with Soul Lands. Yeah, yeah, it'd Mother be different fuck. if there was Wasteland or something, but there is not. Yeah, there, there's nothing. You can't do anything about it. No, that's a good one. I'll give you that one. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. I figured you would. I'm here to help. So those are some cards that needed banned. And also all the cards that we said before that are going to be banned on Monday. Those cards need banned too. And that's why they're going to be because we're definitely not wrong. Unban everything. Don't ban anything. What, even all of the cards that we just said needed to be banned? Just unban them all? Yep, everything. Oh, no, more no thank you. Absolutely not. Play four Black Lotus, play four Ancestral Recall, have the time of your life. Oh, just imagine the world where you fucking have to play against a Arkham's Astrolabe, Deathrite Shaman, Renin Six deck in Legacy. Fucking kill me now. That doesn't even sound good. I would rather just play Deathrite Shaman. Death I think you play Deathrite Shaman in that deck for sure. I don't think I'd play Astrolabe with Deathrite. Why not? You're clogging up your one drop slot too much. And Deathrite Shaman is just way better. I mean, you can make entire decks out of one drops. Yeah, and just lose to Chalice. Yeah, welcome to Delver's strategy for the past fucking 15 years. I guess true. that's true. It's just <laughs> it's quick enough to get past it. Uh-huh. That's fair. All right, dude. Well, there's only one more thing we have to take care of here. What's that? That's our game. It's the name of the game. It is accumulated knowledge. I think what, I'm asking you this week, right? Yeah, you're, you're asking me, I believe. Yep. So I'll I'll go ahead and explain it, and then uh, we can jump right in. So every week we like to close out the episode with the a little game we like to call Accumulated Knowledge. In this game, we go to the Scryfall website, and one of us hits the random card generating button. A random card pops up, 
and one of us asks the name of that card. The other has to give the con or the mana cost of that card. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they don't, um, then their most favorite card gets put on the ban list for the rest of forever. That's our, my life. So, yeah, so you nothing changes for you. But that, so good thing you're not playing and I am. God, oh, how bad would it be if they just put, like, Folly on the ban list for everything? Oh, no. I'd be fine with it. Oh, you got a fucking softball. Right Here we go. Control Magic. Control Magic? When was the last time Control Magic was printed in a legal set? Because we just get, like, all of the other shitty ones. Like, the five-mana versions and, like, the six-mana versions. Um, Looks like Eternal Masters. Oh, was it? Because, like, I mean, if, even in uh, Corset 2021... There's the control magic that is three, two blue, and you can only enchant a creature that's tapped. It's either commander or eternal master. But I mean, anyway, I digress. It is uh, two and two blue. That is correct. I'm not even mm -hmm. asking you if that's your final answer. That's how easy that one was. Yep, that one was a softball right down the middle. That's a plane. Hey, I know that one. All right, you might not know this one. Rag dealer. Rag dealer. R-A-G. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't know this one. Be surprised if you did. I'm going to say that it's a rat, though, because that sounds like what it would be. I'm going to say it's uh, one and a black. One colorless, one black? Yes, sir. Very finally. Uh, yeah. You, sir, are incorrect. God damn it. What does it do? I didn't even want to guess what it could do. Because I feel like that's just a waste of a hint. It's a hint, for sure. So, this is from Champions of Kamigawa. It is oh, so a it could be single rat. black. It is a single black. It's a human rogue. You can pay two and a black, tap it, remove up to three target cards in a single graveyard from the game, and it is a 1-1. One, one. Oh, boy. I would have never got it. Yeah, I never even heard of that card. Me either, and I've opened many of boxes. Oh, boy. Are you ready for numero dos? Yeah, give trace? me another one like Excuse Control me. Magic, please. This one is Swirl the Mist. Oh my god, Swirl the Mist. I'm going to have to use hands on this one because I don't think I can just free ball the last ones. Um, what does this card do? As Swirl the Mist comes into play, choose a color word. All instances of color words on spells and permanent become chosen. Become the chosen color word. You're kidding me, right? I am 100% not kidding. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, God. There was a card that kind of does this from Return to Ravnica, and it was blue. And it was a Cypher card. God, I can't remember. It was a rare. I just remember opening that and being like, oh, this card's useless. As is this one. Yeah, it doesn't seem very good. Um, so it says, enters the battlefield, you choose a color. A color word, Tyler. Okay, so you choose a, colored, a color word. And then what happens with those colored words? All instances of color words, the text of spells and permanence are changed to the chosen color word. So say I choose red and I have a card that says destroy target blue permanent. You get it to would change. then say it would automatically destroy target red permanent or whatever fucking color I said. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, I don't know. Is this like a instant speed for like one blue? Is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. Well, you're fucking stupid for choosing an instance when it says comes into play. Oh, I thought, okay, yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was, that was a missed call on my behalf. So this is two blue blue. It's an enchantment okay. from another all-star from Champions of Kamigawa. God damn it, Champions. This card is terrible. 
Oh my god. What there was a blue one. It was an instant speed spell. Yeah, and I know what you're talking about. Almost this know. exact same thing. I can't remember what it's called. Couldn't this is the shitty version of Painter's Servant. Everything that they're doing to like that ability is just a worse version of Painter's Servant, if we're gonna be honest. Yeah, Painter's Servant was just Okay. Mm-hmm. Number four. You gotta win out, bud. Yeah, and I only have two hints left. All right, this is Child of Night. Ooh, Child of Night sounds so familiar. This is a vampire, right? It's the, uh, this this is a one in a black common. It's like the two on lifelink. So you're fine. Or would you like yes. a hint? No, 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 that's the one. You are correct, sir. Yeah, here we go. I think that was printed in, what was printed a thousand in a thousand sets. sets. Yeah. But most recently, wasn't it in uh, uh, Return to Return to Ravnica? Guilds of Ravnica? Yes. That's the one. Nailed it. That was another right down the middle. Always like a... Are you fucking kidding me? Solid common. Oh, did I get another softball, baby? Yeah. Let's hear it. Urnum. Oh, Matt. Matt, can I get a hint on this? Sure. Um, Do you actually need a hint? No. I don't know what I want, though. Um, What do I want? Do I want, like, the set? Yeah, give me the... Uh, well, how many sets was this printed in? What was that? Do you want to use one of your hints? Oh, that's actually a good one. Yeah, okay, yeah. how many sets was this printed in? Uh, this was printed in seven sets. Well, sets, there's seven printings of it. What does that even mean? Do you want me to read you the sets that it was printed? I kind of do, yeah. Arabian Nights, Chronicle, um, the Renaissance, Protor Collector's Set, Anthologies, Beatdown Box Set, Judgment, and... And Vintage Master. That wasn't really printed, but you get the point. Yeah, sure. That's, I mean, you don't have to piss off with this anymore. Uh, three and a green. That is incorrect. Oh, three and a blue. No, it's three and a green. Technically, yeah, three and a green. Three and a blue? Isn't, uh, what's the one that's three and a blue that got switched to, uh, or that it's, had the, like, the color shift? No, Urnum Jin is three and a green. Surrender Befreet is Sur- the one that... Freet. Didn't Urnumjin have the misprint too? No, it didn't. I'm thinking of no. uh, what is the fucking card I'm thinking? Surrender Befreet. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I know I'm right. It was printed wrong and revised. This is the it one was, that like it was gives... given if Biff's art. Yes, that's color what we're thinking color. Of. Yep. Yeah, that was when Magic didn't know what they were doing. That's fair. But this is a four mana four, four walk, five. Doesn't it? Beginning of your upkeep, target non-wall creature and opponent controls gains Forest Walk until your next upkeep. But how odd. It's a very fucking good card. Not in modern standards, but old school. This thing's a house. I would say this thing is like one of the best green creatures. This is the best green creature. This goes quite well with Armageddon. Oh, you just power this out and then the next turn get and get them? Yep. Four like, or five. Five on the butt's big. They, they, yeah, forest walk doesn't matter if you don't have any forests. Correct. I love that it's non-wall creature it specifies. And then if opponent has no creatures, ignore this effect. I forgot that little spicy meatball oh okay so if, if they don't have anything to target you can't do it correct math checks out and the ogr in arabian nights there's two of them that are like isn't it the one like they're like ripped. swinging from a tree or something yeah they're ripped but then the judgment one it's this fucking beefcake of a dude gin just jack beyond belief i mean all of the gins are just like it's like out. uh who's that one power lifter ponytail kai green oh i have no idea it's something that it looks like him only green instead of a black dude yeah it turns out i don't follow powerlifting very often get your shit together dude sorry dude too busy looking up magic shit this is legal in legacy vintage penny and commander penny dreadful that's so sick 
All right, homeboy, who's your shout out? Oh boy, what am I gonna do for a shout out? Actually, you know what I'm gonna do for a shout out? I'm gonna do an official shout out for somebody that I shouted out earlier in this episode, which was Alex Ullman. It seems like cheating, but okay. Nope, taking it, doing it, because he deserves a shout out anyway. Because this guy, he's the man. Um, like I said before, he is the guy that I look to if I am ever uh, looking for what the fuck is going on in Pioneer or non-Pioneer in Popper. Um, he has his own like little blog thing, which is tied to his Twitter, which his Twitter is at nerd to the core, uh, where he does like rundowns of Popper and stuff. And he's uh, constantly tweeting about uh, different things that are going on in Popper and stuff that can shake things up. Um, also, he has good music taste, so I appreciate that. Oh, I know this dude. He works for Channel Fireball. Correct. He does work for Channel Fireball. Okay. I don't know exactly what his job title is, but uh, I think he's, he's a just... writer. He writes articles for Oh, there you go. He's just a writer for the guy. Well, then you can also check him out at Channel Fireball. Yeah, he does, believe it or not, the Popper articles. Weird. Weird that he would do that. Yeah, so go check him out if you care about um, a format of all commons, which how better than Pioneer, right? I actually like Popper. Me too. Big fan. Popper's sick. I'm a fan of it. I agree. I just would rather play it in paper than online. Oh, yeah. I don't. I haven't played Popper online in a while. I just played Popper with my buddy Rupert through uh, Spell Table like this past week. Yeah, Popper's sick. But speaking of Spell Table, Matt, for people listening to this, they still have a short amount of time to jump onto the Fashion Shock Discord and join in on the post-pre-release pre-release for Corset 2021. Isn't that the truth? It really is. So if you're interested in getting to play Magic with me, Matt, and a couple other members of the Fetch and Shock community, like I said, go on to our Fetch and Shock Discord. You can find that link in the description of this episode and on our Twitter. Yeah, jump on in, uh, join the event, and we'll see you there. Also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Fetch underscore Shock. If you want to follow Matt, he is at Basic Landbin. Or that's me, actually. Nope. I'm, that's I'm you, Matt you Basic dumb Landbin. idiot. Yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> Too many beers. Yeah, I'm me, Tyler. I'm at Basic Landbin, and Matt is at It's Bop. There we go. We got it right. We figured it we out. We found out what we need to do. We did it. All right, dude. I'm going to whisper scream since I'm in the bedroom. Oh. And we're, we're right above. We're right above uh, the sleeping baby downstairs. Oh. And once baby bop is here, I can't be screaming shit. Oh, no. Doesn't mean I, doesn't mean I won't. That's true. This is what you're going to do for the for the outro. You're just going to get the mic really close to your child and just poke your child until it starts screaming. And that's going to be your outro. Definitely won't be doing that. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, a boy can dream. All right, dude. Well, uh, if that's all you got to say, see then we will see you later, nerds! Perfect whisper <laughs> scream. Nailed it. Yeah.